focus in on self-compassion will have the same result as you want when you work on your self-image because it will give you a higher self-esteem. It will help you detach from your limiting beliefs. It will help you improve your lifestyle and your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being. And for the people that like that, it helps you to improve your relationships with yourself, but also with others. Time to get inspired and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You're listening to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for yogis and yoga teachers that speak English as their second or third language and want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. I'm Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on the way to become the confident and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. How are we doing? How are you doing, guys? <laughs> are you a bit sleepy? <laughs> nice to see you all. Okay, so today is about self-image and self-compassion, and it's a topic that um, we have spoken about before, I think it was uh, just before Christmas. And it's something that I'm really, I would say, I wouldn't say passionate because that's a bit strong, but it's something that really speaks to me and I think it's important to share. If you have any questions in between, let me know. And I'm going to ask you a few questions as well. So please um, give us your opinion, give us your thoughts. It'd be really cool to find out what other people are thinking. So let's start. So self-compassion and self-image are words that are made up out of two words. So it's self and then compassion and self-image. In English, we use prefixes. And these prefixes are used to make a word different or maybe say the opposite or say that you are going to redo something. Re is also a prefix. Self you can use as a prefix and I thought maybe you know other words that start with the word self or that you can use in combination with the word self. So we have self-image, self-compassion. I came up with at least 40 so I'm sure that you know. <laughs> I'm sure that you know a few. Good, self-love, nice one. Self-esteem, really good. Self-awareness or self-consciousness. We have also self-confidence, self-doubt, self-image. I think I mentioned that at the start. Let me go to my list. Self-development or self-developing. Self-study, self-care, self-help, self-worth, self-assured, criticism, defense, determination, obsession, self-obsession, self-confidence is a really important one, self-judgment, control, and conscious. I can go on, um, but this is just to give you an idea. There are many, many words that start with the word self. Self-reliant, nice one, yes. That's a good one. Um... Self-compassion and self-image are closely aligned, but they have a lot of things that are the opposite. And the ones to remember for this chat are self-development, self-esteem, we're going to speak about self-care, 
self-confidence, self-doubt. Important ones to remember. Now, let me do a little bit of a history class. <laughs> Our human instinct is that we want to be part of a group. We want to be part of something. By part being part of a group, we have more chance on survival because in a group, there is food, there is safety, people are taking care of each other, and there is the chance to have children or to have offspring. And the children then take care of you so that they make sure that there's safety and then make sure that there is food. So naturally, we want to always be part of a group. And in this group, we actually strive to be seen, to be heard, and to become popular. Because the more popular you are, the more people miss you if you're not there, and the more people actually want to be around you. So you're, you're more worthy. You're making a big difference. You're a big influence in the group. When you are younger, your inner voices try to help you adapt to the group. So they tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you should do differently to fit in better. Um, and I think we all know what to fit in means, right? To fit in. So to fit in means you're obeying not the rules, but you're obeying kind of the rules to be part of something. You're behaving the same way, or you're just really part of me seen in the group as well. All right, so they don't look at you differently. And like I said, we want to become an essential part of this group. You don't want to be missed. Your inner voice helps you to regulate and to decide whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad and what you have to do differently. Now, there are two ways you can go here. There's an inner nurturer and an inner critic. Your inner nurturer, you can see or you can look at as your mom or maybe your best friend. They take care of you and they tell you nice things. They make sure that you're loved. Your inner critic tells you the opposite. It tells you what you're doing wrong and why you're not good enough or why you should do things differently. When you're not taking care of these voices, your inner critic can become extremely critical. And this is where your limiting beliefs come from or your limiting thoughts. And remember, we spoke about um, repetitive thoughts or your intrusive thoughts. These all come from your inner critic. Does this make sense so far? So when your inner critic is extremely critical, we have low self-esteem or we have little confidence. We are not feeling worthy. We're not feeling accepted. We're, we might feel that we're not good enough. And we want to do something about this. Now, what do we very often do when we want to work on our self-confidence? What is, for many people, the first thing they do? Any ideas? Go shopping. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Tidy up. Make sure you look good on the outside. Exactly. We, are go we go shopping. We do something about our hair. Maybe we work out more. We put on more fashionable clothes, more jewelry, whatever. We work on our self-image. 
In modern society, we focus on self-image. Not everyone, but this happens a lot. So to deal with our low self-esteem, our little self-confidence, we work out, we put on makeup, we put on nicer clothes, we maybe do our hair. And I think especially you see this with teenagers because they try to find their identity and they do all kinds of things. You also see this with people that are maybe in their midlife crisis. They start doing all weird things to be seen or to be heard. And not even to be seen or to be heard, because a lot of people actually feel lost. They are dealing with extreme inner critical thoughts. Some of us are not aware of these thoughts at all, because these inner thoughts or this inner critic lives in our subconsciousness. So the inner critic lives in our subconsciousness. We are not even aware of how often we speak badly to ourselves. So remember the repetitive thinking that we spoke about. This helps you to believe, or it actually makes you believe, that all this inner critic work is true. You believe that you're not good enough. You believe that you're not worthy. You believe that you're not accepted. And this leads to self-destructiveness. You're just putting yourself way lower than another. It leads to self-sabotage and self-doubt, as I said before. And the reason I am so strong on this is because I have dealt with an extreme uh, inner critic before. And some of you know, because I have spoken about it before, but um, I dealt with extreme eating disorders. And I think is something that many of us deal with in any other way. It doesn't have to be an eating disorder. It can be anything that's just self-sabotaging. And that's why I think it's so important that we do something with this and that we work on our self-compassion instead of on our image. We're not going to speak about our self-image anymore. We're not going to focus on that anymore. Self-image is good because it makes you not completely uh, make you look like a homeless person, for example. You do want to take care of yourself, but you can take care of yourself through self-compassion. So focusing on self-compassion will give you or will have the same result as you want when you work on your self-image because it will give you a higher self-esteem. It will help you detach from your limiting beliefs it will help you improve your lifestyle and your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being. And for the people that like that, it helps you to improve your relationships with yourself, but also with others. What is self-compassion? Any ideas? Could you give me a definition? Love and accept towards yourself. Beautiful. I couldn't have said that better. <laughs> exactly. It's to be able to accept yourself for who you are, to just love yourself for who you are. And I like to think it is something like the, to treat yourself as you would like to be treated by others or to treat yourself as you would treat someone else. And Alexia says not to harshly judge yourself exactly. Because you wouldn't judge your friends or your time. We are so hard on ourselves. So extremely hard on ourselves. So I don't know if you read it already. Some of you maybe have seen it, but we have a blog about this. 
And I would like to go through the techniques that I to train this self-compassion. Yeah, boost all the things that we spoke about earlier. I have spoken quite a bit, but I do recommend to read the blog because if you read the blog, I think you can grab a bigger understanding, a greater understanding of what I've, everything I spoke about and it will all make more sense to you. But I'm gonna go through the techniques and then ask you a few questions to think about during the day. And I will ask you again to see if maybe you have an answer or maybe think differently after all of today. Okay, so for the first technique, write down your thoughts and preferably every day. Our inner critic and the, the, the limiting beliefs that we have, the things that we tell ourselves, these intrusive thoughts or repetitive thinking live in our subconsciousness. So we think about it all the time, very likely not even aware of it. Thoughts like these can be, I can't do anything right, I'm not good enough, I'm absolutely useless, I'm a mess, I'm stupid, I will never succeed. These thoughts are, well, let's say the back of your mind and you're not aware of them. Writing it down will give you new insights. And the more you write, the more you become aware of what you're actually thinking. Then once you're aware of these thoughts, Try to speak to yourself as you would speak to your friends. Because if your friend tells you that they are not good enough, or they can't do anything right, or they're useless or a mess, you probably wouldn't just agree, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't say, yeah, you're right, you're, you're useless, you can't do anything. You would go against it. You would maybe list their positive characteristics, or you would list their, the things that they are good at, or you would list the things that they have success with. And this you can do with yourself too. I advise actually to do this with yourself too. Yesterday we spoke about asking yourself what you need. What do you really need? A lot of the time we pretend to be bigger or stronger than we are when we need a listening ear or we need a shoulder to cry on. It's okay to be sensitive and it's okay to work on yourself, to accept yourself for who you are. Search for help. Search for help if you need it. I'm sure that we all have a friend that we can go to and I'm sure that we all know someone that we can go to. And sometimes you need professional help. Just accept that. It's okay. It's for your own good. Then a gratitude attitude. Is there anyone here that keeps a gratitude diary? Anka, amazing. Well done. I definitely recommend keeping a gratitude diary. And Jesse also does. Amazing, guys. Um, a gratitude diary is just simply, it doesn't have to be anything big. You don't have to write a whole story about what you're thankful of. But I do recommend writing down at least one word in the morning or in the evening before going to bed, maybe both, of something that you're grateful for, something that you're thankful for. Because this will bring so much positivity into your life and will make you focus on everything that you do have instead of everything you don't have. Because when you're writing down the things that you are grateful for or thankful for, you'll see more of the positive sides of it. 
Um, when we strive for our self-image, we focus on the things that we haven't yet completed or haven't yet achieved or haven't uh, done yet. All right. I think that those are my techniques for now. I want to have a look before we run out of time at the worksheets. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. So question number one for you today Think about this, and if you if you like, you can share with me in one word. How self-compassionate do you consider yourself? How self-compassionate do you consider yourself? You can give me any type of words. A little, not at all, <laughs> very. Then number two. How would being more self-compassionate affect you in your daily life? So what positive effects could you see in your daily life if you'd be more self-compassionate? What would change in your daily life if you're more self-compassionate? In question three, how would being self-compassionate affect your relationships? As we said, working on self-compassion doesn't only give you, <clears throat> doesn't only work for you, it works for um, your relationship as well, with yourself and with others. And your challenge for today what are you going to do today to show yourself self-compassion? This can be anything in the line of self-care. It can be maybe writing. It can be maybe taking a bath or doing a yoga class, something that works for you, something that you like to show self-compassion, so acceptance and a bit of love to yourself. And I would like you to take a picture of it so we have proof of everyone that's actually done it. I really, really want you to do something for yourself, not for anybody else, not to please anyone or to show off, literally just to make yourself feel good about yourself. All right. How are you feeling? That's all right. We're going to end this session. If you have any questions during the day, please let me know. I think it's a sensitive topic that can actually bring up quite a, a few strong emotions. So feel free to reach out. I'm here. Talk with your challenge. Don't forget to take pictures, send them to the group. And I hope to see you guys all later. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Thank you, Ellie. Have a good day. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis and yoga teachers. If you feel inspired and liked what you learned today, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and follow us at Enga Unite and become a member of our online community, Your Yoga in English on Facebook. Practice, rest, repeat and all will come.